Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now, today I'd like to discuss one of the biggest fallacies in business and finance that's potentially holding all our performance back. And it's that the performance of results, staff, enterprises, organisations follows some sort of normal bell-shaped curve distribution. I mean, it simply doesn't. And intuitively, as listeners of the show, you know this because if you look at the statistics on new business registrations, uh, 50% of those will have gone out of business within five years. If you follow the stock markets like the S&P 500, five companies make up 18% of its value. And for those of you interested in sports and sports teams, you know, most of the money goes to those who generate the majority of the value uh, with the rest of us earning well below average because performance distributions in general tend to follow this sort of exponential Parisian power type curve. So put simply, in any endeavour out there, there will be those who smash performance out the park and then there's the rest of us, uh, which some refer to as the long tail. And this is backed up by research conducted back in uh, 2011-2012 by a couple of researchers who interviewed uh, thousands and thousands of entertainers, politicians, athletes, uh, took uh, over 190 samples and found that performance in 94% of these groups did not follow this normal distribution that a lot of our companies regard performance scales on. And just a quick recap on those sort of normal bell curve distributions, it's basically saying that we have a small number of high performers, an equivalent number of low performers, and then the bulk of our people are clustered near the average. Whereas on the other hand, this sort of Pareto power law or long tail distribution indicates that there's a small number of people who are truly high performers. So that's say about 10 to 15% of the population who are above average, above the mean. And then I said there's a large population of the rest of us who are below average, but very good performers. And then you have a very, very small group at the far end who would be considered low performers. But the baseline principle is that it just means that there's a wide variation in performance around uh, around the mean and amongst the sample, which that's, that's just generally how business works. There's just a massive variation in performance. So I was trying to rack my head as to why is there this fascination with continuing to use this normal bell curve fallacy. Um, I mean, look, according to the researchers, it seems to hold 6% of the time, but I don't think that's probably a good reason to keep using it. Um, I reckon part of it could just be this sort of outdated thinking. We see some of this in finance with continuing with sort of traditional budgeting methods, um, the sort of all ratio analysis stuff that was sort of invented around uh, the early 1900s, so to say, and continuing to use that. And I think maybe with the manufacturing environments that presented at the time, a lot of statistics were done using this sort of normal um, distribution or I think it could be to do with some sort of psychological issue to say uh, that, that we have as human beings, you know, of this idea of um, fairness or fair average, i.e. 50% are above average, 50% of us are below. And for those of us above and below, there's not that much variation in our performance around that average. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's quite funny. It's like that question... Um, that uh, that uh, a mode insurance company asked its customers to, to rate their driving. And they found that 69% of them, after 15,000 they'd surveyed, actually rated their own driving performance as above average, uh, whereas only less than 1% actually described their performance as 
below par. You know, so in effect, you're basically saying that 69% of people will put themselves above average just like the, you would a Formula One or a NASCAR racer, right? Just doesn't make any sense. So I think in human beings, we just don't like being told or, or seeing that we're below average uh, and not in that above average category. And I think that's where perhaps the normal distribution comes in. But I don't want to dismiss this notion of fairness. I think fairness is super important. I mean, that's one of the main roles we play in finance. It's that sort of independence we bring to make sure fair decisions are being made in the best interest of the business. But we're also there to challenge conventional wisdom where it's perhaps out of date to make sure that decisions that affect performance are being done on a realistic, data-driven basis and not an outdated assumption around mixing fairness with equality of performance or having equivalent rewards for all just that's just not how the world works and that's not what the data is going to suggest you know high performing teams uh, and companies and so on generally accept very wide variations in performance and compensation reflecting the fact as you see in sports teams some people really do drive more value than others and in a true meritocracy which is i think what we all want to to be part of this is a good thing as long as everyone has that opportunity to improve as long as there's transparency as long as there's investment and and you've got leaders and managers who are open to providing constructive feedback seems like it's an environment we'd all want to operate in and again in our role as finance professionals and leaders we can help facilitate that increased transparency feedback we can challenge decisions when they're made on incorrect assumptions when they're not backed up by real observable and verifiable data because if we don't it would ultimately hurt performance and our businesses will go the way of the power law anyway and be one of those sort of failures where what was it nine out of ten businesses who get started actually fail unless we embrace the power curve and that's where most businesses are going nowadays most businesses now are more in the service business or intellectual property innovation creativity they're important traits so even in manufacturing businesses, if you look at, say, the Apple iPhone, which is a, is, a, is a product that needs to be manufactured, it's not so much that's that holds the value. It's the all the stuff that goes with it, the, the ability to sell it, serve, support the product, the new apps. Uh, that's more important than the ability to manufacture. And I think in finance and finance teams around the world, uh, more and more of our work and attention is moving towards those roles that involve uh, greater interpersonal actions the thinking outside the box type skills that lead to value creation and capture um, you know those introduction of business partnering type roles the move away from activities that are homogeneous uh, undifferentiated the sort of transactional efficiency type ones so your your typical accounts and general ledger processing roles we're seeing a big gap opening up between the few who are delivering the greatest value from the roles in finance and then the rest of us I know it sounds a weird thing to say, but this is a good thing because I firmly believe this power distribution and Pareto distribution is made up of mini distributions. So those delivering the most value in, in their organizations or finance teams, they can only do so because they're built on strong foundations that have been built up off these sort of mini power Pareto curves, as you say. Um, so even in those curves, there's those creating greater value than others disproportionate value because there's a wide variation in value of value so it's when you see and you see this all the time uh, when we're looking at maybe improving our general ledger processing we might be using smarter journaling or some sort of apps or a bit of software that helps make us do that better 
when it comes down to improving reporting activities if we're building those because someone's taking the effort to clean the data and, and develop a more reliable way of getting at it has a disproportionate improvement on the value being delivered by that activity in that team and likewise implementing say self-service dashboards for budget holders turning that sort of transactionally efficient foundational type work into something more valuable and therefore driving the overall performance and the average of that team upwards together it brings everyone else along and as i mentioned earlier where you've got an environment where there's rewards for continuous development transparency having an open mindset and also with strong mentoring and leadership to, to, to close the feedback loops, it will get us over that hump that I think people are a bit frightened of, that the power curve is somehow implying most people are below the mean. You know, that may be, that may be the case from a variation in performance, but it doesn't mean people are low performers. It just says the variability that performance is high and that the curve itself should not be equal above and below that mean. So look... Um, it's up to us if we want to accept or choose that the power curve is a limiting concept or as I believe given the right conditions I think that everyone can be part of driving that average higher if we embrace the ideas which mainly involves challenging the normal bell curve fallacy this construct and embrace instead and identifying our own strengths our interests um, but we have leaders and mentors who help us match those strengths and interests with opportunities that enable us to grow and become the, those better performers within our own mini power curves that contribute to the overall team and organizational performance. And that's why we bring on guest mentors to the Strength in the Numbers show so they can share with you on their career journeys how they've done that, share with you that advice so you're not having to go and find new mentors and allow you to sort of stitch those strengths that you have built out of your careers in finance with the opportunities that are presenting that are developing at the moment that's exciting the mentors and see perhaps as opportunities for more meaningful, successful and rewarding careers in finance. So look, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues. You can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube and Spotify. And as always, we really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.